Welcome once again to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Reba Hess of Team Reba, Remax Metro East Side. And Eric Osner is here from Homebridge Financial Home Mortgage. Happy weekend. There you go. Here, I let you say it. <laughs> yes, you did. Thank you very much. That's right. Well, I enjoy that as well. What weekend would be complete without information on real estate, finance, <laughs> You know, listening well, certainly to our be complete happy, without cheerful us. voices talking to you about all these crazy things going on. Yeah. Fascinating topics. Well, in real last estate. week, last week we were talking about condominiums and mm-hmm. homeowners association dues, and, mm-hmm. and you'd warned me there's a lot to talk about with that. And I yeah, agree. you were like, we can't do two shows uh, on this. I'm like, gosh. yes, we can. Well, we are. Here I talk we go. about it all the time. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Sometimes it's like way longer than I really want to talk about well, it. <laughs> it's it's just that there's it's a it's a it's a an area that not a lot of real estate agents have expertise in, mm-hmm. and honestly, not a lot of lenders have expertise in either because they're not working on these things, mm-hmm. you know, day in, day out, every right. day. So it's important to know some of the ins and outs of, of buying a property that has a homeowner's association. Mm-hmm. doesn't have to be a condo. could be a, you know, a development that has an HOA. Yes. There's lots That's what we didn't lots. get to cover last week because, mm-hmm. yeah, it can be condominiums or, like you mentioned, townhouses. Mm-hmm. Depending on how they're set up, they might have an HOA but may not be condominiumized. That's right. Right. And then you have like, I live in a community in Renton that has an HOA mm-hmm. and, you know, it, it's very minimal in terms of the cost. And, and of course, you know, we get, I mean, when you hear a hundred dollars, you don't think that's very much. And that's one of the reasons I kind of like it. But when I look at the number of houses in the community, uh, it's, we actually have a pretty oh, yeah. big budget. Big, yeah, for we sure. have a very large budget, and it's nice because they take care of you know the signage on the entryways and lighting, and we have a cute little like children's park and some trails between cul-de-sacs and you know streetways. And one of the things I love is the, when they built this place out back in the '60s and '70s, they actually put a green space in between, mm-hmm. and that's where these trails kind of go. But they did a great job of connecting the different streets and cul-de-sacs. So you you don't have to do a full big oh, you know, one mile wide walk down to the other end. You can just yeah. cut through a couple of places. And it's great because we have like a elementary school right mm-hmm. next to us and this beautiful park yeah. um, that it, it just, I love seeing so many of the neighbors just utilizing these spaces. It's yeah, awesome. That's my pet peeve about a lot of those developments where it, you're, you're almost sort of trapped in there. They're just not walking mm-hmm. friendly or anything. Yeah. So that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. I, I love where I live. Well, that's good. Absolutely. That's good. Well, and you know, not everybody has the same, you know, love uh, experience <laughs> with their HOA and there, uh, there can be uh, HOAs. Yes. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you if um, I, I have a, a friend who, made some big mistakes with an HOA and they, they basically had a disagreement with a small HOA, a small development, about mm-hmm. maybe 15 houses mm-hmm. on this cul-de-sac, but there was oh, yeah. an HOA. And the ownership or the management, I should say, of the HOA kind of went through a few different transitions mm-hmm. and they, they got a new board in there and they were they were really restrictive because prior to that, a lot of the owners were not paying their dues. It was ah. a little bit loosey goosey. Mm-hmm. You know, they were short money. They didn't have enough to do kind of keep up the, mm-hmm. the sidewalks and the common areas and everything. Yeah. So the new board hired an attorney, and there is a attorney who specializes in condo law up in North Seattle. I won't mention their name because I mm-hmm. don't want to give them any, you know, credit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but 
they immediately slapped lawsuits on anybody who was delinquent on their dues, as well as extremely high late fees, late charges, which were prescribed in the CCNRs oh, wow. that had never been enforced before. Oh, boy. And at that point, if those those fines and penalties will keep accumulating, mm-hmm. accumulating. And if you don't pay you it up foreclose. at some point, they're going to foreclose. Yeah. And, and actually, yeah, several of the owners mm-hmm. receive foreclosure notices. Oh, my gosh. So, you know, it was one of those things where leading up to that point, people, it's like, ah, the HOA, they don't do anything. I'm just not going to pay my dues. It's like, well, yeah. read your contracts. Yeah. You know, read those CCNRs, uh, covenants, conditions, and restrictions, yes. because if you don't follow those rules, you can really end up in yeah. some financial pain. Yes, which, which absolutely. Which happened to many, many owners in that development. Oh, my gosh. I'm sorry to hear that. Well, I'll tell you, it also, so I'm always recommending, even if you don't get on the board, at least be interactive and, you know, go oh. every once in a while to the meetings. I'll tell you what. So that you know what's going on. <laughs> I've sat in on many HOA meetings because yeah. sometimes I'll be asked to come speak, you know, mm-hmm. talking about lending rules and things. Right. And... um Trying to get places FHA what, approved. Uh, yeah, I, I would take uh, sitting in on an HOA mood, a meeting over watching Jerry Springer any oh, day of the week. <laughs> They're pretty gosh. entertaining, actually. Yes. Oh, my uh, gosh. Sometimes sometimes infuriating, sometimes completely funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, they're... They can get interesting. Oh, yeah. yeah. And and sometimes a little too reality TV, like for me. Mm-hmm. I've, I've mentioned before, I was on one out in Covington, and I was the uh, parks committee person mm-hmm. uh, because we had uh, a big children's park, but it also had a sprinkler system, and I remember having to deal with it when it had a leak. Oh, what a pain. Uh, but I just sat there listening to this one woman just go on and on and on, gossiping about all right. the other neighbors and yeah. who was sleeping with who, and I'm like, <laughs> Shut up all already! Little, it's just like, like high school. Oh, all it was again. terrible. All these factions. It was know. awful. I'm yeah. just like, why? Why is she here? <laughs> like, this isn't helping anybody. <laughs> so, no, they can't be. But, but being engaged, you know, first of all, you don't get surprises when you're engaged, no. right? And you don't get input unless you're engaged. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's and it is a shame. Like when you are buying into a community like that you do it is a community Mm -hmm. you know you may not have shared ownership but you do have a shared space with each other that's right and so you know the world will get along cooperation yes with with that you know you all have to figure out a way to get along yeah and sometimes that can be hard day in day out if you have you know the neighbor who's obnoxious or you know, oh yeah, my neighbor was obnoxious the other day. They mm-hmm. invited a bunch of people over all the time, and I had people blaring music out their cars mm-hmm. the other night until about nine o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. And and the thing is, I'm trying to work. Right. You know, I'm working, cooking dinner, and I'm trying to concentrate. And I've got this ridiculous music just blasting. Mm-hmm. And even where I live, there's a noise ordinance mm-hmm. that should you know, but. I just I, I chose to just let it go. I've I've called them out before for things like that, um, but it just you know again cooperation, getting along. Right. You know, like th- this one particular house just says whatever, and that <laughs> it drives me insane. Wow. They have, they they also have a problem with their dog that they let run around and 
mm-hmm. poo in everybody's yard. Do their do their yeah. business. They yeah. they're not the most popular people on the block. Let's just say that. Yeah. Yeah. Well. But you could have that whether you have an HOA or not. That's true. That's right? true. At least with an HOA, there there is some sort of modicum of control there that yes. you can engage the HOA to enforce the rules. Right. Yeah. You know, if it, if it kind of comes to that, it's always one better the, just to have a conversation. If you yeah. Can, oh, yeah. always way, way, way better. Mm-hmm. Now, one of the things though that a lot of HOAs, if it's in a community of houses, um, can have control over. You have to be careful if you're going to put something in your yard mm-hmm. or you are going to paint because many of them have what's called an architectural control committee. Right. Right. Yes. And so, I'm laughing because there's so many stories uh, oh, uh, yeah. about those. Yeah. Feel yeah, free yeah, to yeah. share one if you well, like. Yeah. Well, just, just so people have an example. Okay. I'll give you an example. The one uh, 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 person was um, said they, they wanted to put in a, I forget what it was, but they, they got annoyed. Uh, they want to put a bird feeder in. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, no, there's this rule and that rule for bird feeder. They finally got approval to put in a bird feeder. They ended up putting in a, like about a six-foot wide bird feeder that was going to attract, I think, vultures or something like that. You know? Bear. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, bears, <laughs> yeah, whatever. Yeah, so, yeah. well, uh, so a lot of the – so the ACCs, why they're typically in place is so that they – Help try and keep the resale value of the neighborhood up. They want right? uniformity. Because if you have, yeah. They, well, because if you if because think about this. Let's say you're somebody buying out in one of the the latest and greatest short plat developments, right? Mm-hmm. We've got a lot of the big builders out here. We've got Mainview and Toll Brothers and Dr. Horton and all these other guys out there, yep. and they're all building stuff that, guess what? All looks pretty much alike. Yep. Right. They're not, you know, they have small variations and differences in floor plans, but for the most part, people are buying in that community because they like, you know, the aesthetic of it. Mm -hmm. And so what you don't want is for somebody to come in and slap up some, you know, gross shed or something that suddenly like brings down like the look and value of the neighborhood, Mm -hmm. right? Or they leave something in disrepair or the other thing that will happen um, you know, we all want to have the right to, you know, follow our dreams in terms of what kind of recreation we have. But many of them are like, hey, don't go buy a big boat and then stick it in front of your house. Mm-hmm. Right. Or a big RV. And now it's sitting out Parked there like the a street. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like a big old eyesore. Right. So like even my neighborhood does have ACC rules around if you have a vehicle like that, a recreational vehicle of some sort. How do you now manage that so that's not the big thing standing out you know in the neighborhood right Right, right. so many of them will have that when i lived out in covington you actually had to have it behind a fence and you had Mm -hmm. to have like a a building to cover it Mm -hmm. kind of thing and you had to have paint that matched you know what your house looked like and then they had like a series of paint colors you know Mm -hmm. that you had to choose from and things like that so you know i mean it sounds like it's like overly homogenous but again most people have bought into that community because they like the aesthetic and they want to maintain that aesthetic and the second that you you know you want to start looking like some of the places in you know fremont and finney ridge and some other neighborhoods around seattle yeah you can have the purple house next door Mm -hmm. next to the lime green house next to the you know guy who's got Mm -hmm. you know modern construction you know or the guy who's you know just like random add-on addition guy Mm -hmm. you know there's so many different (laughs) right that's that's what they're trying to avoid you know some people find that 
charming and full of character and other mm-hmm. people call it trashy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> True. You know? That's why everybody's got different tastes. That's you know, right. That's, that's, you so gotta, you just have to know what you're looking for and then choose appropriately. That's right. Right? Well, but just know that some of those things do exist. Right. Well, if you've got any random add-ons to do, we have to take a very, very short <laughs> break here on Open House with Team Reba. We're talking condos and HOAs some things that you really need to know if you're delving into that part of the market. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. Thanks for listening. I'm Eric Osnes from Homebridge Financial. And I'm Reba Hass from Team Reba. And we're here every Saturday from (laughs) 2 to 3 o'clock. You just make me laugh sometimes. Sorry. Uh, Yes, and Sundays from 3 to 4. That's right. And And always on podcast there you go yes that's right go to your favorite you know itunes stitcher buzzsprout spotify you name it ask alexa and you'll find us or you can just google us online and uh you know there you'll you find uh let's see what well, we're up to about what 230 240 at least it's way up there no over, I, episodes yeah, I think so. yeah, something yeah like that. it's a crazy and number don't forget the facebook page right open house with team reba hmm? Right there on, just go on yep. to Facebook and you can find us super fast and easy. Yep. I was I was a little bit distracted. I was reading, um, I got a final notice, this pink letter uh, in the mail. Um, okay. That, um, What'd you do? It told me that my property's home warranty for my property located at P.O. Box 58, you know, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Maybe expiring or may have even already expired. And oh, I have to goodness. call immediately. It's our final, their final attempt to notify me of this expiring oh. warranty for my, my P.O. box. Wow. Apparently. So um, it, it, it does appear that it came from my lender. Sounds so legit. Has my lender on there. <laughs> and uh, so I, I, I mentioned this on one of my, one of our previous shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's these just scams out there and they'll, they'll, yes. they'll put the lender information on the top of the letter. So you think mm-hmm. it's coming from the lender. It isn't, you know, if you see lender info colon and then the name of the lender, uh, it's, it's, it's bogus, but, um, I, get I was going to make a joke about these, uh, lender info colon. <laughs> like, mm. <laughs> I get at least one of those a week. It's it's crazy, you know. Or please fill uh, out yeah. this form immediately. Yeah, you know, we need your contact information, and it looks like it's from the lender, but it isn't. Yeah. So anyway, but we're talking about condos and HOAs. Mm-hmm. So uh, my wife owns a condo in um, in Burien. That she is not and currently living in separately she, from you. We're just exactly. going to make that clear. No, that's right. That's right. You know, <laughs> it's where mother, she used her to mother live. lives there. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and and this this condo, it's it's I don't know. It's probably fifty units. It's fairly good sized project, uh, mm-hmm. but man, is it run down. And the there's a couple different buildings in the building. Um, uh, my wife's units in the the downstairs doors are propped open by a tenant who's renting one of the units oh, no. they're constantly open and and which has led to theft? garbage theft drug activity Ugh. you know that sort of a thing that's awful and, and um you know the the dumpsters out back you know the neighbors are throwing all their stuff in there right. you know it's it's you've Ugh. got that sort of a nuisance 
and the the upkeep of the building is is really really lacking there's been several special assessments over the last you know three four years but no work has been done and um I was at a HOA meeting just pre-COVID, so it was at two mm-hmm. years ago now, and yeah. I, I, I actually you know, directly asked the uh, property manager, when are you going to start working on this building? Right. And he's like, I'll, we'll start, and when are you going to improve security in it? He goes, we'll start doing that when you know the people in the building start cleaning up their stuff and, and closing the doors. We're not going mm-hmm. to put new locks on it because they'll just disable the locks. Right. And um, it's it's a dilemma, and yeah, at this at this point, you know, so now that was pre-COVID, you know. Then they said, okay, well, we're going to start working on that. We're going to paint it. We're going to do siding. Uh, we're going to start cleaning up that building. We're going to do some landscaping because I'm looking at the budget and I see mm-hmm. all this money being spent. You know, for instance, for landscaping, there's no landscaping. I don't know if I, I don't know if there's ever been a landscaper out there. So we've we've got a homeowners that, association, a property manager who is skimming. Yeah, and we've got owners that can't. You know, the, the mm-hmm. HOA meeting is is the, it's it's entertaining to say the least. Mm-hmm. Um, you know that nobody can agree on on anything. You know, except that they don't like to pay special assessments, right? Uh, or increased HOA dues. So it, it's something that's going to most likely have to go legal at some point mm-hmm. to force the homeowners association or to force the property managers to do the right thing and start can't they just hire buildings. a different property management company they, they and oust the them owners will not agree to it that's the Why? problem because uh again you've got different factions there's i mentioned there's two buildings one building's pretty good one building's not good at all and the building that's pretty good they're okay with the dues and everything else, the building that's not okay. Uh, there's a high, high percentage of renters in it, mm-hmm. and uh, and the the property the the property does not have a rental cap. So I want to talk about that ah, as well. Okay, because that's a lending issue too, right there. There, there can be, yeah. yeah. In, in lending, we like to see that no more than fifty percent of the units in a condo project mm-hmm. are rented out. Right, and if it's more than that, well. Things like this can happen, mm-hmm. and uh, and so lenders can bulk it at um, at providing financing if, right. if that owner occupancy level is is too low. There are many condos out there right now that are cash only mm-hmm. because you can't get financing on them because they yeah. are so much of just mm-hmm. renters, um, and, and just yeah. for that reason. And and I got to say, listeners, if there's some benefit to it, if you're going to be somebody who's just going to be a landlord, but the the negative side of that coin is that when it becomes cash only it now impacts the value mm-hmm. yes, because you is. can't sell to everyone right and so now you have a limited pool of people mm-hmm. who can buy and so they're not going to pay top dollar for this thing who are most likely going to be investors right it almost always mm-hmm. and so you're talking 10 to 20% of the marketplace. You've just now limited yourself Mm -hmm. to a very small number of folks. And so that price point is always going to stay down. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's a conundrum, Mm -hmm. right? Because you want to have affordable housing, maybe someone buying that as an investment can get it for less money, and then maybe perhaps do that. But most investors are out to make 
cash flow. So mm-hmm. you, there's no guarantee that they're going to provide no. affordable housing. And no. it depends on what marketplace you're in too. That's right. I mean, some of these places I've seen are up in Kirkland where a bunch of people are like, well, Hey, I know if someone's working at Uber or Google or one of these other big, you know, well-paying companies, they're like, well, if someone's new employee or whatever there, I, you know, I can rent to that guy and he can, he can afford more. Right. Well, and, and, and this condo, you know, and, and Burien's a perfect example of what happens when you don't have a rental cap because mm-hmm. back in the day when the majority of people in that building were owner occupants, mm-hmm. they all looked out for each other. They took mm-hmm. care of the building. Now all of a sudden, and I, I don't mean to disparage renters. That's not Yeah, because I was going to say some people are plenty no. fine at looking right. out for each other, but uh, they don't have the same buy-in. Right. And but But when you have a landlord, an owner who is not engaged with their mm-hmm. tenants, or if, if you don't do proper screening, or and you get the wrong sort of group of tenants in there, um, it can really cause a condo project to deteriorate. Yeah. And I see a lot of projects where they're actually advertised, no rental cap, you know, buy mm-hmm. this as an investment property. And, um, you know, boy, just caveat emptor, if you go into something like that, you need mm-hmm. to be careful because yeah. you could see the same type of deterioration. Well, again, in that resale certificate, if you're someone looking to purchase like that, because, um, well, okay, great example. Yeah. Let me give a wonderful example of where these issues come up um, and lending. Uh, So I have a client that we just closed two weeks ago Mm -hmm. on a place. Actually, we were supposed to close two weeks ago. We had to close a week late. Mm. Um, I didn't do it. I know. It was not you. (laughs) And I will tell you, I was peeved at this lender. And we ended up, the people I was working with, we're going to have a short window of time that they already knew they were going to have to stay in a hotel with mm-hmm. their cats. And early in the transaction, I had been looking at the resale cert and I saw, so this was a fairly big complex. And I noticed that the develop cause it was built in 2008. Hmm. What was 2008? Mm-hmm. Big recession. Yes. This is condos. Mm-hmm. What else also happened around that time? Hmm. Condos were really hard to finance. Right. Right. right? Yeah. Extremely so, difficult. Yes. And that developer didn't get all the units sold. Mm-hmm. So he still owns 64 units inside of this big complex. Mm. That's a lot of units. Yep. Definitely way over 10% of mm-hmm. the number of units. Yep. And so I mentioned to this lender right up front weeks ago. Hey, will this be an issue? Is this going to be a problem? And she completely blew me off. Oh no, it's we deal with that all. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. And I am not joking. End of the month came. My clients are driving away from the house we've just sold mm-hmm. with their little kitties in the car, going to the hotel. And I'm on the phone with him, checking in, and he goes, "Hey, what's this uh, second appraisal? I just got told I got to get." Oh and I'm like, what? What What are you talking about? Come to find out, because we were supposed to be closing three days later. Get on the phone with the lender. And she's like, well, um, you know, we're trying to see if we can, you know, what ended up happening was developer owned 64 units there. And I'm like, yeah, I know. I told you we that. We talked about that. <laughs> yeah. Oh so boy. I told you that weeks ago. Oh, boy. And she's like, oh, you did? I'm like, yeah, I did. Mm. And I asked if it would be an issue. I said, what's going on? She goes, well, now it won't qualify under this loan program. We have to switch it over to this other loan program. Mm. And they won't accept the first appraisal, which we talked about on an Mm. appraisal show. 
And so now they were trying to rush one, right? So it's more expensive. She's already telling my client she's not going to charge him for it. They'll pay for it. It's her fault. I'm like, yeah, duh. Mm. Um, But then I go, how long do you need? And Mm. she told me, I'm like, that's a week and a half out. Mm. I went, they're staying in a hotel. They did not budget for this. Mm Mm-hmm. And so we got into we got into it, and I was like, "Do better." And so she, so hope, they they ended up they finally got the head of underwriting for their company to call the appraiser who was pulling the the opportunity, and that person agreed to do it quicker. But my client still closed a week late, and it, we made them pay. We made that lender pay for their hotel. Good for the delayed time. Well, that's that's fair. Oh, totally fair. But I just, you know, I felt so bad for them because it was just like, oh, we were trying so hard to keep this, you know, from happening. I mean, we were still able to close the loan, but oh my gosh. And like, but that is exactly one of those situations you're talking about, you know, where lending can be impacted by who owns the units. Mm-hmm. Is it owner occupied? Is it rentals? Is it developer owned? Does one person, there's another place where one person owns way more than 10% of the units. And that also creates a problem. That could be a a big, big factor. Um, In fact, we've got to take a real quick break here, Mm -hmm. but uh, let's go through a few other things that can impact your financing. You know, when you're looking Mm -hmm. at buying into a condo, because there's a list of them and you need to be aware of all of them when you're jumping into these things. Yes. Stay tuned. We've got more open house with team Reba. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. This is Reba Hass of Team Reba, Remax Metro East Side. And this is Eric Osnes from Homebridge Financial Home Mortgage. Thank you for uh, reminding me because I was putting my glasses on. I was about to start reading something and you're like, hey, that's you. <laughs> oh, shoot. Oh, my gosh. I think we went through that last uh, couple weeks ago or so. Uh, yeah. yeah, I, no yeah I, I, I'm just glad it wasn't me. That's well, all I was I trying say. to put my glasses on partly to see which segment we were on also. <laughs> <laughs> Thank yeah. you. <laughs> I'm, go. I'm away from the uh, the thing, and I need these wonderful glasses more frequently now. Yeah, well, welcome to my world. I know, that's, yeehaw. That's, that's all right. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. Oh, my gosh. I need well, I'm more and more dependent on it. Yep. But speaking of dependencies, yeah. what are the things that people should be looking for and depending on when it comes to their lender trying mm-hmm. to get into a condo or something with an HOA? Yeah, let's talk about uh, there, there are Rules actually different levels of approvals uh, required for a condo depending on your financing. If you're taking out a conventional loan, um, the amount of your down payment will impact the degree of depth that a lender has to go into for approving the condo project itself. So if you're putting, as a, as a general rule, 10% down or more, if it's an owner-occupied type mm-hmm. transaction, uh, as a lender, we may get away with what's called a limited review, where we're just going to look at the resale certificate. It's a you know document the seller or the HOA provides. Make sure that you have adequate insurance coverage for the condo project. And, and that's going to be just about it. Um, if you're putting less than that down or if it's an investment property, non-owner-occupied, then we might be required to do what's called a full review. Okay. And there are some criteria that that we have. One of them I, I mentioned in the last segment is that no more than 50% of the units can be rented. And then you mentioned one, no more than, uh, no one entity or person mm-hmm. can own more than 10% of the unit, uh, of the of the, the, the project. Mm-hmm. We also want to know that the project is 100% complete, you know, that it's not subject to additional phasing that there are uh, 
we, we need to know if there are any pending litigation against the project. Mm-hmm. If there is right. pending litigation, that does not necessarily mean we can't lend on it. Right. But we need to know what be is reviewed. the financial impact of, right. of that litigation. We want to know that there's an adequate budget. And as a general rule, that 15% of the annual budget is, is you know, in place in reserves. You know, money left set aside for doing the future maintenance and everything that could be required for that project. We don't necessarily require uh, the uh, to review a reserve study, uh, but we do just check that budget real quick to make sure that there are adequate, you know, at least roughly fifteen percent in reserves, you know, set aside. Uh, those are probably the biggest ones. Um, there are some other ones that that come in, um, and this was a real problem back in the the go go two thousand mm-hmm. up leading up to about the big housing crisis two thousand six seven eight. Uh, there really can be no um, rental pool. So it can't be what we would call a condo tell, where you have a a, um, mm. a reservation desk where a person, right. can, it looks like a hotel, but you can own condo units. There is financing available for that type of project, but not your standard uh, conventional right. financing. There's only a couple places, like Hotel 1000 around here, I think is one of those. Mm-hmm. Right. And, uh, you know, there there can be condos that have deed restrictions, um, you know, um, Age-limited uh, condo projects, you know, require extra scrutiny. There are condo projects where the uh, all the the uh, units are manufactured homes. You know, those ones um, can require additional uh, scrutiny, and uh, and even mixed-use type type things. You know, what percentage of the project is devoted to commercial space, you know, yes. versus residential space. Yeah. You know, so we're we're looking at all those types of things. And, um, you know, to make sure that they, they meet the, the standard conventional financing guidelines. Mm-hmm. Um, FHA and VA, a whole different set of rules. If you're looking for FHA financing, the condo must be FHA approved. Mm-hmm. And um, there is... What does that mean? <laughs> well, it's an additional level of scrutiny. And uh, FHA kind of covers all the things I just mentioned for conventional with a few additional ones. One of them is they're really going to read the the bylaws of the the, um, the homeowners association to make sure mm-hmm. that there are no fair housing rules being violated. One of them uh, is important uh, that the homeowners association cannot require an owner uh, to do a, um, a background check if they're renting to somebody. So let that settle in for a minute. Wait, what? So FHA rules say that the owners in the building, if they're going to rent out a unit, Mm -hmm. the HOA cannot insist upon a background check for any prospective tenant. Interesting. The owner can do their own. You know, they're not prohibited from that. Okay. But the HOA can't require it. So, So it's up to the owner. So, so I'm interesting. So I'm buying into a condo project. I'm using FHA financing. I mean, I'm I'm owner occupied. You know, right. If I'm going in FHA, um, but the project I'm going into, you know, the FHA says that if there's a rule, you know, in the the association mm-hmm. that says they require a background check for anybody renting out, it's not eligible for FHA financing. 
Interesting. Yeah, because they're they're all about fair housing. Right. Yeah. 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 You know, but but a oh, lot of and, okay. and I've done many um, actually presentations to homeowners associations where mm-hmm. you know FHA is all about fair housing, but the owners in the complex are all about their personal safety. Mm-hmm. You know, they want background checks, for instance. But, right. But it can't be a mandated thing by the uh, homeowners association. Uh, so. Interesting stuff. Now, yeah. now FHA. I'm just thinking of how many complications that comes into just the city of Seattle because of some of the rules they've got on the rental side too. Right, and as a consequence of that, and 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 also there there in the past has been sort of a, a ton of paperwork required for FHA condo approval, mm-hmm. uh, which FHA will now allow what's called a spot approval. Mm-hmm. Again, we used to up until about 2010, and then it yep. went away. Yeah, well, it just came back. Um, but with spot approval, they're still looking at all this stuff, you mm-hmm. know, for, you know, for approval for FHA, right. you know, financing. So not every condo project is FHA approved. If it's not, uh, then there's, there's a bunch of hoops yeah. to jump through and, and the HOAs may not be cooperative, you know, mm-hmm. in, in agreeing to allow FHA financing. Well, okay. So now that you've brought up this other issue, maybe what I was going to say originally about condo buildings getting themselves FHA approved because I mean there are still people when we're talking about it being affordable housing Mm -hmm. yeah um, there's a lot of people who still use FHA yes and the FHA rates have been really really low lately Mm -hmm. and so it that also is a conundrum right because I'm always looking as a listing agent of Hey, you know, the more kinds of buyers that you have access to, the more potential, you know, your unit mm-hmm. has for saleability. That's right. Right? Because at any given time, depending on the price point, uh, FHA is oftentimes for some of those lower price points, right? Or, or credit that's not perfect. Well, that's what I mean. But mm-hmm. that's it's somebody yeah. who's like maybe starting to, you know, like there's a lot of folks that, you know, because they're younger and haven't built credit up, that's what they qualify for. Absolutely. But they want to start their financial literacy and lives and wealth building. And so that is the direction that they end up going. Right. Right. And so, you know, it, if you're taking that opportunity away, I'm, I'm always of the mind of, hey, if you're at an HOA that your condominium project used to be approved for FHA and then it got cut out at 2012 when they did that big sunset just program. expired, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The approvals expired. It's worth yeah. it to go ahead and just mm-hmm. get it back in there. Right. You know, I mean, some people say, yeah, it's onerous to do the paperwork. It's, it's really not that much, especially if it provides more saleability and more opportunity I'll for do people. It. I'll do it. I do, them, we, I do them all the time. You know, and I'm always happy to help an association if, mm-hmm. they, if they want to go through that process, I can walk them through it. And yeah. And, and help them with the forms and everything. Um, that part's fine. You know, it, it's I, I mentioned this because mm-hmm. not every HOA, when they kind of see some of the rules and restrictions, mm-hmm. they're like, mm, you know, maybe not. Maybe take a pause on that. I, yeah, yeah. I bad. mean, I get it that. It is too bad. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So anyway, so you've got to be careful about, um, you know, making sure that you your your financing meets um, mm-hmm. you know the uh, the lending requirements. Oh, one other thing I wanted to mention: uh, almost every HOA, well, most I should say, have restrictions on short term rentals. Right. So if you're thinking about that's a uh, big gonna, topic right now. It's huge, huge topic because of Verbo and Airbnb mm-hmm. and other kinds of systems that are out there. There's a lot of people, you know, that 
I want to be able to rent their place out, you know, or maybe they're doing it seasonally or Mm -hmm. maybe they're another person who's, you know, working in the city during the week, but on the weekends they're not there Mm because they're at their other house and they want to be like, hey, why not go ahead and... Mm -hmm use that opportunity to rent it out to somebody going on a cruise or, you know, whatever it is. Right. Um, so there are a lot of fights Mm -hmm. going on in in some HOAs around that right now. And short term, the definition of short term is typically any rental less than 30 days. Right. So most of them have restrictions of three months, six months, you know, Mm -hmm. minimums. Right. Uh, some are 30, Mm -hmm. but there's a lot of them that are even longer than that. And so that's, if you're going to buy with that intent, you better go read those documents. Mm -hmm. Go read them very thoroughly because there's a bunch of deals that have fallen apart in this last year uh, of people trying to do that and then they find out, uh uh-oh, whoops. Well, because those documents are typically not provided until you're in contract on the transaction. In a busy market, sometimes they are purchasing them. And that's the whole thing is that Mm -hmm. resale certificate does cost a seller money to go get because it takes time and effort Mm -hmm. for the HOA and or the property management team to put them together. So they're usually like 250, 350 bucks at least. Mm -hmm. Um, And sometimes they're provided in paper format. Sometimes they're in electronic format. It just depends. It's a living document. They change all the time. I have a closing right now that's actually being delayed because the HOA took so long to prepare, you know, their resale certificate. Well, and the timeline. So here's the thing, though. They legally have 10 days. Mm -hmm. And here's the difference. The 10 days they're given by the state are 10 business days. The contracts that we have in the MLS are consecutive when Mm -hmm. you count up to 10 days. So they don't even match. Mm Mm-hmm. And so you have to be kind of careful around that. That was another thing too. You have to be careful what also you're putting into your contracts. I just had the conversation with one of my team members because she had put in that they had already received because the resale cert was available up front. Mm -hmm. And so she put in that they'd received it upon this one particular day. And so the timeline to review, which is five business days for the buyer, Mm -hmm. um, you know, was going to start right away. But then she screwed up and created a, um, controversial piece to the contract by clicking the box on HOA review, which said 10 days to re- to provide us the documents mm. and then the five day review. And it's like you had conflicting terminology in your contract. You can't do that. Mm. And so we had to do a little, little training, a little bit of straightening out, a little bit of training. <laughs> yeah. Still learning so. moment. Yeah. It was. That's okay. <laughs> Nothing That's wrong right. with a learning moment. Absolutely. Well, if you have something to learn, Uh, We have to take a real quick break. Uh, We have something to teach you. That's right. (laughs) We'll be back. (laughs) More Open House with Team Reba. Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Eric Osnes from Homebridge Financial Home Mortgage. And I'm Reba Hass from Team Reba. And Reba, it's been a while. Let's put out our contact information if somebody has questions for us off the air. Well, I have been asking people to now go to our Facebook page because it, first of all, has my phone number there. Mm-hmm. Um, also a way to direct contact us. And there's lots of good uh, information. So just go on Facebook and look up Open House with Team Reba. Perfect. All right. Well, that works. And for and me, for you. you can catch me anytime. Email eric at ericismybanker.com. That's Eric with a C. 
Uh, you can also call me anytime, 206-915-ERIC, 206-915-3742. Uh, and I like your idea. If you're going to call me, since I get all kinds of weird mm-hmm. phone calls these days, uh, especially with expiring warranties and everything else, uh, <laughs> go ahead and text me first. And uh, that way I know uh, I know you're legit and coming in, and then I will call you right back. Well, and that's the whole thing. It's like we want to respect your time. And the thing is, is you know, phone calls are interruptions. Mm-hmm. And so we could be in the middle of another business meeting, or you could be fishing. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> well, you, yeah. hopefully you got a, you know something on the line, and you yeah. know you're dealing with that. But I mean, that's the whole thing is like because we do get phone calls sometimes seven days a week. So just you know, if if you can send a quick little text that you're about to reach out to us, because you're right, I get spammed all the time. In fact, I actually just sent an email earlier today f- to a guy at Yelp and was like, please take me off your call list because he's been relentlessly calling and emailing me and yeah. using automated systems to do it, which right. are obnoxious. So awful. And yeah. yeah, and he hits me like three times in a row. Yeah. Like if I don't answer the phone, well, actually if I do answer the phone because I don't recognize the phone number because they're like going through a, a phone number list. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So if I do answer the phone, then I get this automated hold on for, or whatever it is, or mm-hmm. push this button. And I'm like, no, I'm not going to push this no. button. Like you're interrupting my day. What yeah, are you doing? Right. You know, so then, then he immediately calls on one of those like autumn, like slide aisle things that goes straight mm-hmm. into my voicemail. Right. right? Cause I've already hung up on him. And then they leave a voicemail that's automated. And then I get an email immediately. So it's all automated. It's just junk. Yeah. yeah. And I, I finally just emailed and said, would you please take me off your call list? Because this is really frustrating and you keep interrupting my day. And because you're like me, we yeah. have a tendency to answer the phone all the time because we don't know when it's going right. to be. Because exactly. I have real estate agents who don't have local numbers anymore. I've got clients who are calling from all over the country sometimes, or even sometimes from other parts of the world. I've got clients from Japan and Mexico and elsewhere. So it's like you just don't know who's calling you all the mm-hmm. time. Right. And there's all the spoofing that goes on as well. Exactly. Where it looks like a local number. I just had right. one. It was a 253 spoofed number. Mm-hmm. But then my caller ID noticed that it was coming in from Djibouti. <laughs> oh, geez. So, it's like, hmm. Yeah. I like Djibouti. Yeah. Well. Looks yep. good in those jeans. Yeah. It was <laughs> Frank, Frank, Frank Zappa. Yeah. has a famous <laughs> album called Shake Your Booty. <laughs> Djibouti. That, that's yep. right. There anyway. you go. All right. So speaking of things like that, yeah, let's talk lifestyle choices. You know, okay. if you want to listen to right. <laughs> music like that, let's talk about lifestyle choices and the kinds of condos you might uh, consider purchasing. Right, because not every condo is built from the same thread, and you mm-hmm. can go from a very bare bones. Gosh, I hope one. it's not built by thread at all. I, I, I know of one that you can buy at a super good bargain down in Burien. You know, if you're interested <laughs> in that one. Uh, but, um, you know, it, it, it depends on your lifestyle. Like you say, yes. where's it located? How close mm-hmm. into town? Can you walk to the amenities? Well, let's even talk about what I just was joking about with music. Yeah. Let's say you're somebody who likes to crank mm-hmm. the tunes. Right. Right. Or your TV or you're a big gamer or something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. So what is the construction of that building? What's in that building? Oh, yeah. Let, let's hit on that. Mm-hmm. Is it a condo conversion? Right. Meaning, was it originally built as an apartment building mm-hmm. and yeah. and converted to a condo because condos have much more restrictive noise 
um, abatement type things, mm-hmm. thicker floors, thicker yeah. walls, insul- dual wall noise construction, you know, all, all kinds that. of stuff like that. Or they might be concrete, you know, that kind of stuff. They're, they're meant, they typically build them to try and minimize the amount of reverberation and noise, mm-hmm. you know, pass through. Uh, but the ones that are apartment grade, typically not. Mm-hmm. And even if they've converted them often, even if they've remodeled them, they rarely do yeah, much else that, to try and, and make that better. So yeah, finding out if if you can get that information up front, you'll you'll know a little bit about the building itself right there. Um, I was mentioning on our break about you know why I want to bring this up. I have one person who was very much looking at high rise because of the amenities, mm-hmm. because it's twenty four hour concierge, uh, two level you know gym with swimming pool and jacuzzis mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. Has a has nice. a movie room. Has you know, amazing view, you know, sky lounges where mm-hmm. lots of different events can be going on and lots of, and, and cause they're looking for a big community. They, they're mm-hmm. moving to the area. They want to feel like they're moving into an area where they can get to know people mm-hmm. sure. and then, but, but then also lock the door and, and leave for mm-hmm. periods of time. Right. right cause right. they, they work travel. They want to, you know, travel for fun. They want to boat. They want to do all these things. And then I have the opposite side which is a gal who wants more of a boutique setting Mm -hmm. and she doesn't want to pay the extra cost for all those other amenities. Right. right? So you have this high rise steel and concrete construction versus a a low to mid rise stick built Mm -hmm. typically, Typically. right? Mm -hmm. Like wood frame construction up to about six stories. And then, um, you know, in that situation, she's like, I, you know, I do want to at least have an in unit laundry. She wouldn't mind having to go down the hallway, but preference in unit, um, doesn't want to have to pay for all the extra stuff because that's Mm -hmm. maintenance and management and liability. Right. For all those things. Parking can be a consideration. Absolutely. She was definitely looking for a secure parking Mm because some have outside open parking. Some have underground parking. Some have open parking. Some have um, defined, you know, you get so many units or this is where your unit is deeded to your unit, Mm -hmm. either assigned or sometimes deeded. Mm -hmm. Sometimes if it's deeded, you might be able to sell that, that, uh, parking space separately from mm-hmm. your property, sure. right? Or sometimes sure. it's part of the deed of right. the property. So there's a lot of different ways that these can be looked at. Storage also. That's well. another big one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because uh, some of these older buildings may or may not have had storage. Sometimes your storage is in your unit. Sometimes it's down into another place. Sometimes it's down the hall. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you get a combination of all those things. Right. I was looking at one in West Seattle the other day um, that... If you have bicycles, because they don't allow those things on your decks, um, because they try and keep the aesthetic of the building looking a certain way. Mm -hmm. So those types of things aren't allowed on your deck. So in your parking space, you have to be able to fit your vehicle plus any of these like extra things. And there's really, you know, for certain parking stalls, there's not a great place to put your kayak and your bike. Right. (laughs) And your car. Right, right. Uh, you know, yeah. so that kind of becomes problematic. Some buildings have bike racks already attached mm-hmm. or they have a bike storage area specifically. Right. right. And some have no parking for you at all. Mm. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it just, you really have to look at what your lifestyle is and the things that you want nearby. The gal that's looking for a boutique, she definitely wants, like, one of the biggest things that she was looking at was, um, 
she, cause she also likes to travel, but she wanted to be like, but when I am home, I want to treat it like a pied de terre, like I would have in Paris, where much of what I would want to shop and restaurants and coffee, I want all those things that are of my taste and style. Cause mm-hmm. we looked at a lot of different neighborhoods. Uh, around Seattle and then she very quickly thankfully she did her due diligence and then narrowed down to just two areas and we started by looking at 10 at least yeah and so it really you know I, I, I give her credit she she got out there and she did her homework and you know good for her yeah She's super happy. So if I were buying a condo what neighborhoods do you think I would zero in on if I wanted the pied de terre Wallingford, Lake City, Crown Hill. She's ending up in uh, Fremont. Oh, okay. I was, you missed where I was going with that. I know. You're I saying anywhere near... that has a Dick's Drive-In. Yeah. Oh, I baby. already knew what you want. Uh, I was like, it's either going to be Dick's Drive-In or you want to have access to a marina. <laughs> oh, that too. <laughs> absolutely. Can uh, I walk to my boat? Uh, Des Moines boat? Waterfront would be great. Exactly. That's, that's absolutely right. <laughs> well, good. Yeah. Well, I think we've, we've, covered a lot of HOA stuff here today. Yes, HOA, condos, and more, yes. Hopefully that's given everybody some information to think about and make sure Mm -hmm. that you make the right decisions if you're out there looking at a condo or something. If you still have questions, reach out to us on our Facebook page, Open House with Team Reba. Or don't forget, we also have a class coming up on October 21st, 5 to 7, if you're looking to buy a place for yourself. Info at teamreba.com. Sign up. Have a great weekend, everyone.